You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hi, I'm Shelley MacArthur Everett, and you're listening to Marketing News Canada. Today, I'm excited to welcome our next guest, Ali DeBold. Ali is a tech entrepreneur, CEO, and co-founder of Chick Advisor. Founded in 2006, Chick Advisor was Canada's first online product review community for women. Today, Chick Advisor is thriving with hundreds of thousands of members across Canada, USA, and the UK, working with top-tier consumer brands. The company has also launched Butterly, a community-building software for brands, xystuff.com and familyrated.com, which are niche product review sites with active and loyal followings. Hi, Allie. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Why don't you get started by telling me a little bit how you got your start? How did Chick Advisor come to be? So it's the classic, there was a problem that I felt needed to be solved. So I was living in a small condo downtown Toronto with my then fiance and I'm kind of a product junkie. So I had bottles and bottles of half used product that were cluttering the bathroom because you know, when you buy something, cause you're like, this is going to be amazing. And then you try it and it's not quite right for you, but then you feel bad about throwing it out. Cause you're like, I'm sure I'll use it later, but you never do. Yes. <laughs> and so things were getting a little out of control. And my husband is like, you need a better solution. And I said, well, I wish there was a place where people could just review like shampoo so that I could see what's good before I buy it. And there was nothing like it at the time. And so my fiance was like, well, let's build it. And so we did. Great. And how did that start? So we hired a scrappy team of developers and I actually had no tech background whatsoever. I was at Ryerson University in a four-year program and I had no idea how to build a website. So what we did was I basically put together what I call like the Chick Advisor Bible. Like this is what it will look like. This is what happens when you click here, how it'll go there, sort of the entire user experience because I wanted it to be super easy, even for the less technical person to be able to use. And we really didn't have anything to base it on because there was Yelp, which was restaurant reviews. Amazon was primarily just an online bookstore, but there was literally nowhere on the internet that you could go and review beauty products. So really we launched it for selfish reasons. We found a team of scrappy developers. They were all pretty much young kids, like hackers and stuff that we found on Craigslist designers. And we all sat around our dining room table in our living room of our little condo and built it together. Do you remember what the first product that you reviewed was? I don't even, this is crazy, but I was not the first member because what happened was we had pulled an all-nighter the night before we launched. And so when the lights went on, I went to bed because I was so tired, but it got picked up immediately. Mashable wrote about it, a whole bunch of online publications. I don't even know how they found Mm -hmm. out about it. It was just such a unique idea. And so all these people started signing up and reviewing products. And so I was not the first. That's so funny. Yeah. And how did you get started then with the products? It's primarily from user-generated content then. Yes, exactly. So we didn't do an import of products from anywhere. It was really a consumer could come, add a product to our database, review it, and then other consumers would see it and add the reviews to it. And then I personally, because I was pretty much the only day-to-day employee would go through and, and do admin on it to make sure, you know, is it spelled properly? Is it a proper pack shot? Just so that we had a nice clean database. And how many products are on your site now? Honestly, I don't even know. I would have to go and look probably like over a million at least. Yeah. 
And do you have to become a member to be able to review something? You do have to be a member in order to add a review. You do not have to be a member in order to read one because really right. that's that's the value. And reviews are the number one driver of purchase for brands. So we wanted it to be mm-hmm. really SEO friendly. So anybody could Google a product and find our reviews on it. Right. Yeah. And how has the site evolved over the past 15 years? So much. We've had to be very nimble. Everything from how we monetized it to the service that we offer to brands. So when we first started, our thought was we are going to make a killing on affiliate revenue. We're going to be so rich. And after getting like (laughs) a few hundred dollars a month and realizing that that was not a sustainable business model, then it was like, okay, banner ads. We're going to make a lot off of banner ads. And at the time they were like a $40 CPM. Now it's like 50 cents. So we had to innovate continuously. And the the tipping point for us was one day we got in our info at Chick Advisor email, reach out from a brand manager from Maybelline, New York and Montreal. And she had found her product on our site by Googling. And she was like, I want to send you my products. And I was like, okay. And so she started sending me products. Other brands started sending me products. And then it actually opened up a whole nother can of worms, which was we had a 700 square foot condo. And an right. entire room dedicated to products for me to try oily skin, dry skin, combination skin, acne. Yeah. I'm like, oh crap, like I have one skin type. This is not a good plan for reducing waste. So then I started reaching back to brands and saying, listen, instead of sending it to me, could I find women in my database who are the right fit for your product, get them to review it, and then like sort of put a marketing package together for it? And that right. became our number one driver of revenue. That's great. So you have some Chick Advisor ambassadors. Yeah, yeah, lots of them. So really like anybody who comes and becomes a member of Chick Advisor and starts adding reviews is an ambassador. But when we're doing a program with the brand, what we're doing is actually looking for people who are the exact right fit. So if it was a moisturizer for dry skin, we would be looking for people with dry skin who normally buy maybe competitive brands to that brand and get them to be the ones to try it and add the review. And then those people are essentially ambassadors for that brand. Right. Yeah. And how did the brands feel about the site? They love it. They love it. And it was funny because in the early days, they were so nervous, like, okay, consumers are going to review my product promise me that you're going to delete all the bad ones. And right, right from feeling day one, very we were exposed. Like, yeah. Yeah. They were very worried about it. And I, right from day one, I was like, absolutely not. We do not delete negative reviews. If anything, having yeah. a few people not love it adds credibility to the ones that said they did love it. Yeah. Everything is five stars. It looks incredibly fishy. Yeah. I work with a lot of restaurants. And so I would say there's sometimes mixed feelings about the consumer feedback, but I think that the ones that embrace it come across in a much stronger position. Do you have brands interacting with consumers? Yes, actually. So that's why we launched Butterly was because we were getting requests from brands like they really wanted to have this one-to-one connection with their fans. They really wanted to kind of take out the middleman. So we developed our new technology called Butterly, launched it at the perfect timing of March, 2020. Amazing. Being very sarcastic here. (laughs) It was horrible horrible timing, but really we built it so that brands could essentially become their own chick advisor. So they could take the middleman out, collaborate directly with people who love their products, get their feedback on, you know, what should we launch next? Or what do you think of these marketing terms? Or do you like these ingredients? And they could also do ratings and reviews programs with their community. So that technology is now doing very well, but the timing of launching it was, was horrendous. Yeah. So how was COVID for you then? The scariest time of my entire career. So we've been in business for 15 years 
-hmm. And never have we gotten to the point where I was mapping out, okay, we're going under on this date, figuring out all the, you know, these people were going to be letting everybody go. Here's their severance package. So because what happened when COVID hit is that all of the advertisers went to a complete standstill because they needed to sort of gather their bearings and figure out, okay, what are we going to do? We even had clients who were, their products were flying off the shelves. They were doing phenomenal. And they're Mm -hmm. like, we are going to have a record quarter. We actually don't need support right now. And I had to beg, please, please, we can still do your program. Please stick with us because we really need to continue during this time. And they're like, no, 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 we'll work with you after. And I'm like, there will not be an after if you cancel your contract. So we'd actually gotten to the point in the summer where it was like, we had gone four months with no revenue at all. And I kept the team in the loop the entire time. I was just like, guys, we're going down. I'm going to go down with you because I didn't want to just sort of limp along and keep the lights off and then have to rehire everywhere. So Mm -hmm. I just told everybody like, it's over as of this date. Please don't buy a house right now. Please don't buy a new car. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then at the last minute, like the last month that I thought we had, which was August, 2020, all of a sudden, all the advertisers came flooding back. Yeah. And it was like, we didn't have to let anybody go. Every Mm -hmm. single person kept their job. And now we're a year later and people have bought houses. People have moved. We have one team member who moved to UK. So we're kind of like at the exact opposite position that we were a year ago. Mm -hmm. I have almost the identical story. My agency lost 83% of revenue overnight in March, 2020. I had the same talk with my team Luckily, we were also pretty nimble and were able to pivot enough that we didn't have to change anyone's jobs. So yeah, it was extremely scary. Oh, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't think I've ever been so scared in my life because it's not just your own personal failure of, oh, I can't provide for my family anymore. It's, and neither can all of these people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I actually ended up remortgaging my home just in case. Didn't have to dip into it, but I just wanted to make sure that we were were ready if we needed to. Well, I sold my home and that was part of the reason that we moved to Kitchener-Waterloo was, okay, we're going down in a ball of flames. I'm not going to have an income. (laughs) We're going to sell our Toronto house. We're going to move to Kitchener-Waterloo. There's still a thriving tech community here. We'll just move and pick up the pieces after. Yeah. So have you seen consumers' habits change at all since COVID? Absolutely. So there's been a few changes that are remarkable. Like, first of all, because people don't have to go into the office, there's kind of this hybrid of like stay home or go to the office, some combination of or entirely stay at home. People obviously are not wearing as much makeup. The clothing they're buying is obviously much more comfortable versus fancy clothes. And also they're taking more time to understand the brands that they are buying because they have more time to read. So things like, does this brand test on animals or is this an ethical company? Do they have sweatshops? Those are the kinds of things that people are now paying more attention to than they were before. And then also the environmental aspect. Is there excess packaging that this brand is using or are they one of those brands that is known to be doing unnecessary Mm -hmm. waste? Mm -hmm. So in essence, you're providing some market research for the brands as well about what their consumers are looking for and their needs and their wants. Yes, 100%. And that was, again, the whole point of launching Butterly was that brands were doing their traditional way of researching thing is is to hire a research company, kind of randomly go and collect information from different people, and then launch a product based on that. And usually the product was determined by a brand manager's like, you know, it would be amazing 
lipstick with turmeric because turmeric is the ingredient that everybody wants right now. And so everybody's going to launch a product with turmeric. The research company validates, yes, consumers are dying to have turmeric in their lipstick. And then out comes the, you know, there's no product like that. I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean? Whereas if a brand would just ask their fans directly, I promise you, they don't give a hoot about, is there turmeric in their lipstick? What they care about is the quality of the product. They care about the ethics of that brand. They care about how much it costs. So what we did during COVID is we really sat back and did a bunch of surveys with our community just to find out, how do you feel about these different things? We put reports together and sent them to brands so that they could still have value from our community, even while they weren't spending and see what people really care about. Yeah, that's great. So you started with beauty, but you have many more products outside of that now. Is that a change or something that evolved organically or was that intentional? Most of it was organic. So like we have organic reviews for toilet paper, any type of product you can imagine, (laughs) the reviews exist for it. So part of it happened organically. Part of it was brands reaching out. So for example, our mail site XY stuff was because the mail grooming category really has exploded over the years. And so Mm, yeah. Coming to a site called Chick Advisor to read about the best deodorant for a guy isn't really where he wants to be. So we launched XY stuff because our brands requested it. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. You are also on TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am. And looks like you're having a lot of fun with it. You found How me. How did you get there? Well, okay. So we realized that all of our brand partners in the beauty space, specifically fashion, they all want to have a good presence on TikTok. They want content on there. So I'm like, Mm-hmm. Even though I am too old for TikTok, shh, I'm not in my 20s anymore. I <laughs> wanted to understand how it worked so that when we're working right. with brands, I know what I'm talking about. So I'm like, I'll just make one and I'll just post like on the side. I love home renovations. I just think it's yeah. so much fun. I love design. So I'm like, I'm just going to post some videos of some of the stuff that I'm doing. And so yeah. I started posting stuff. And then one of the videos I posted went crazy viral because we bought house as an investment property that was red brick. To me, it looked like Hansel and Gretel's like with the red and then the beige. I didn't like it. It looked like a gingerbread house. So I decided to stain the bricks white and I posted a video of it. And there's 1.4 million views. Lots of people loving it. Lots of people hating it, but yes, I'm on TikTok now. Yeah. Will you be there to stay? Yep. I will enjoy it now. I will. Well, yeah, because our brands really want, like I said, they want to have campaigns on there. So, and also I just find it really entertaining. There's a lot of funny stuff on there, but it is a great way to sell products too. Yeah. You can go very deep down the rabbit hole on TikTok. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you market your brands? So most of our growth has been organic. It's primarily word of mouth. In normal times, we do events with our members where they can come and do our makeup together, have cocktails, fun things like that. And that tends to spread pretty organically. So if we say we're doing an event, it sells out right away. So it's mostly word of mouth. And then also when you do programs where our free products are involved, people will come. So that's how it's mostly been. I don't think we've spent more than like a few thousand dollars ever on advertising. And then of course we do do a little bit of PR. Right. Yes. How did your other sites, the XY site and the family rated, how did those come about? So XY came about by brand demand and then family rated. It was again, just the whole site has kind of evolved as I've grown. So because we've been doing this for 15 years, it started with me as a single woman, then me getting married and now me having babies. And so because I'm a mom, they're just different categories that I personally was interested in. Like 
when I went to buy a stroller, this is a true story. Went into Toys R Us and, and a 16 year old is advising us on what's the best stroller. No, yeah. I wanted a mom to tell me what's the best stroller. So that's yeah. why we launched Family Rated. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. When did that come about? I'm trying to remember. I think Family Rated is about five years old or so. Yeah. No, it must be longer than that. My son is 10. And how are you finding balancing being an entrepreneur, a mom, wearing many, many hats? So there is no balance. I would say my survival is just to survive. That's my goal is just to survive because it's not possible to give 100% of your time to your business and 100% of your time to your kids. I'm very lucky that I have a phenomenal team, a chick advisor that I can count on. So I do every single school drop-off, every single school pickup. If my kids need me, I'm there. But there certainly are times where I am pitching and my kids come barging in and have a fight on camera beside me when I'm talking to a client. (laughs) There's been some awkward moments, but I think like any parent, you just have to do the best that you can do and drop the guilt. And I think employers need to be more understanding than ever that if you want your employees to be happy, you need to let them also have a life and you need to let them be a parent and you need the job to essentially just be a job. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that empathy in leadership. Yes, definitely. So, and that's something that's really important to me with my team. They know I care more about them as a person than the role that they do in the company. And I I genuinely do. So if somebody has a kid and they're sick or they're not feeling well, just stay home, take care of your kid. Job will be here tomorrow, you know, but your family, this is a moment in time that you have with them. So you have to take it. Absolutely. And how big is your team now? There are 12 of us. So we're still a small but mighty team. Yes, absolutely. I say the exact same thing. (laughs) Where are all of those products stored now? Well, I assume we have a wonderful warehouse partner in Cambridge. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, we also have a warehouse in the US and in the UK as well. So when yeah. we're doing products, thankfully they do not come to my house anymore was something very important to me because yes, waste separation. Is, yeah. Waste is one of the number one reasons why I wanted to launch this company because I didn't want excess stuff going in landfills. I want products to be used to the last drop and it's not going to happen if it comes to my house. Yeah. Fair enough. I imagine your team has quite a hold on all of the best products out there and trying all of them. Definitely. They definitely know what's going on. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so great. Tell me a little bit more about Butterly. So Butterly is a software that we built so that brands could build their own community themselves. And I made it really, really simple. So when we had this idea, I did a bunch of interviews with different brand clients to say, if we were to create this type of a software, would you guys use it? Would you like to have this kind of a tool where you could get people to sign up, be part of your community? You could collaborate with them through surveys. You could get them to do reviews. You could get them to post TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, we would absolutely love that. So it's like, okay. So we went to go and build it. And the way that we did it was we wanted to make it stupid simple because I, again, hate technology that is confusing in any way. So we actually hired not even hired. We asked brand interns from some of our brands to come into our office to do a testing session to see how long it would take for them to build a campaign without any help from us whatsoever. So I put them in the boardroom. I gave them some donuts and some coffee. And I said, do your thing, see what you can do. And they were able to build a campaign in 10 minutes, which was like such validation for what we were trying to do, which is it's so easy that even the newest person in a marketing team with no prior experience can figure this out. However, every single brand, except for one, and we have a lot of brands on Butterly, want us to do it because they are so busy that the idea of like, wait, wait, you want me to do this? It's like, no, time is their most precious commodity. So the vast majority of the programs that we do are entirely <laughs> done by our team. Right. But they own the data. So they own those, those members, they know their emails, all of their information. It belongs to that brand because those consumers are fully opted into that brand. So take me through that process. When a brand comes to you, what are you actually doing for them? So what we are doing is creating different assets for them to, first of all, get people to agree. Yes. I want to come and sign up with this brand. And I'm not just talking email newsletter. I'm talking about where those people are going to be put to work. So yes, I want to answer surveys on behalf of a brand with no incentive. Yes, okay. I am willing to review products if they send them to me. Or maybe they want to participate and there's a coupon opportunity or something like that. So because with Chick Advisor, we always attracted those kinds of people who love to give their opinions on things. That's the first place we started. So if a new brand comes onto Butterly, after we've set up all of their assets to make everything look like that brand, we then go to our community and say, hey, this brand is just onboarded. Who wants to join? Who likes pizza? Dr. Akur is a client. Like who would like to come and, and be part of this pizza community? And then people go on over and they sign up and then they belong to that brand. And then it builds organically from there. So in January, we're actually launching, um, we're calling it like an advocate center on Butterly so that there's all an always on feed of new people who can come in and be like, which brands are on here? Who's building community and sign up with them. Very cool. And so that community is coming from your other brands all working together. Yeah. So the Kickstarter is from the Chick Advisor community because we already have all of those members and it just, for them, it's like more opportunities. Yeah. It sounds a little crazy. It's almost like we launched a software to essentially go after our own core business. 
That is essentially what it is, but it's because I saw that that's where brands were going, that they don't want to always work with a third party research company. They don't always want to work with a third party agency for ratings and reviews. They want to have control and they want to own the data. And I don't believe in selling consumer data. I believe in, if you want data from people, you need to go to them. Hi, I'm this brand and I would like your data. And this is what I would like to ask you. And then the consumer can voluntarily give it. Do you have a certain criteria for the types of brands that you work with? We work with all kinds of different brands. There have been brands that have approached us before that I don't feel comfortable with necessarily. Like I want to know that anything that we are helping to promote is something that we could stand behind. So I don't want to name any brands, but like, you know, if a cigarette company came to us, it's a hard pass. Yeah. (laughs) I still want to be able to sleep at night. Yeah. Are those types of brands landing on Chick Advisor? Yes. Yeah. It's only been a few actually that have come to us, but, or if a product is marketing itself as a health product, but we look on the ingredients and it has parabens and all sorts of things that really aren't good. I don't want to go out there to people and promote it. So we do have, I think that's really important. And also to build your own trust and loyalty with your community as well. Yeah. Loyalty is everything. And the only way to get that is to be trustworthy and to have ethics and stand for it and know why you're here. Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready for a little rapid fire? I am. Okay. So I'll go through some questions, some perhaps a little easier than others (laughs) to answer. Uh, Some a little silly, some a little deeper, but um, there's no wrong answers. We'll just go through from top to bottom, whatever comes to mind. Okay. Okay. What was your first job? Babysitter. Are you a night owl or an early bird? Night owl. Are you a cat or a dog person? Dog. What was the first thing you marketed? That's actually a really hard question because I have had jobs in marketing before. You know what? I used credit cards and long distance. I used to be one of those people who approached people in the mall and got them to sign up with long distance. (laughs) I'm sorry. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. What was the last charity you supported financially or with your time and why? World Vision, we have four sponsor kids and we've had them for many, many years. Name a movie you love. The Princess Bride. Good one. Favorite song or album on repeat? I like filthy music and I would be embarrassed to say. (laughs) You have some great music choices on your TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then you know what I like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? I would be a television reporter or an actress. What is an app on your phone that you can't live without? Wim Hof. I like the breathing exercises and the cold showers. Do you have a favorite children's book? We read so many. I read to my kids every night. I actually got them a really cool, it's like a comic children's Bible. Then they love it. We all love it. It's really good. What is your guiltiest pleasure? Chardonnay. (laughs) Chardonnay? Yeah. What is your most treasured possession? I value relationships more than things. I'm a purger. Like I'm always getting rid of stuff, always donating stuff. I do like my diamonds. What would your superpower be? Reading people's minds. What was the last thing you Googled? Do aliens exist? (laughs) 
What is the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? Having children. I didn't think I wanted them. And I'm so glad I did. Oh my goodness. It's the best decision I ever made my whole life. Mine is about having number two. (laughs) Fair. Is there a business or a marketing book that you'd recommend? I really like, there's a book called Built to Sell. And I just find it's such a smart way to think about how you build your business and making it something that somebody else would want besides you. It's a good way of looking at it. Is there a newsletter or a website you'd recommend for resources or inspiration? So obviously News Market Canada. Yeah, honestly, the stuff that I read is usually just like the news or shallow things like laneygossip.com. Do you have a life hack that you'd be willing to share? Yeah, I think lower your expectations of yourself and your life will be better. That sounds terrible, but if you're an overachiever, it can cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of unnecessary stress. And if you just lower your expectations, you will be happier. Yeah, it's good advice for everybody. Thank you. What does the future look like for you? Well, I would like to build my team to the point where I can essentially, I like everybody to grow in their role to the point where they can take over. That's always my goal. So anybody coming in, could they get to the point where they can take over and grow a team under them? So that chick advisor does not rely on me. That's always been my number one goal is to essentially make myself within the company obsolete. And I know that sounds crazy, but I just feel like a successful company should never rely on any one single person. So my goal is for my team to eventually eclipse me and I can just come in like the queen for important events and, you know, brainstorming and stuff (laughs) like that, but it doesn't rely entirely on my shoulders. Yeah. You need to work on the business, not in it. Right. And what about for Chick Advisor? Anything on the horizon that our listeners would be interested in? Well, I will say that there are a lot of brands who are very excited about Butterly. And the fact that we're launching this Advocate Center means it really is going to be like an always on constant people coming in, signing up versus just, you know, let's send an e-blast and tell people about this brand. Anybody on the internet will be able to find it and say like, oh, CoverGirls is doing a community here. I'm going to sign up and be part of it. So I think that's going to be a really big thing. And I think brands will find that they can instantly go from like, even if they don't even have a newsletter database. They can go from like zero to 50,000 people in a very short period of time. And I think that's really exciting. Very cool. Thank you so much, Allie. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It was great to meet you. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.